River Kingdoms are an ever-warring group of city-states, kingdoms, and fiefdoms, where lives are threatened every day by conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Mavoy sits the Stolen Lands, stolen from me and my kind, and degenerated into savage conflict. I have been called by many names, Titania, Nerissa, the Queen of Forgotten Time. Herein lies the end of Stagthorn's tale, where Caelan Peacebringer has finally taken control of the wilderness, monsters, romantic entanglements, the affairs of ancient gods, and war. I will lift the heavy burden from his head and bring Stagthorn peace forever. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 139. So when last we left... People who were doing stuff. The myriad heroes of Stagthorn. Yeah. Um, Zamanth, Chief Sootscale, First and Huxley had gone out to defeat the Ice Monolith. And learned the very important meth- lesson that Chief Sootscales is a machine of monster-killing death. <laughs> and you have driven Kastag, the King of Frost Giants, away. Yep. Uh... Also, uh, we also learned that cold weather gear is essential and uh, snowshoes are great and resist cold is an absolute must. Yep. And it would be nice if Chief Scales was a higher level cleric, but he did great. And uh, you've got through it without losing any counsellors. Yes. Which I sense you are by no means sure of. Although the kingdom has half as many hero points as it did before. And then we go to um, what happens next. Yes. Um, yes. What else was happening around the kingdom as um, Chief Sookscales and Zamanth and um, Huxley and First staggered into a tavern and decided that they um, needed restorative drinks in some place warm to sit for a while, recuperate their fairly major hit point damage. Yep, and then said something to the effect of all the others have got to be doing better oh, than they Oh, that's right, and then Zamanth being young jinxed them and said, well... Uh, uh, Oh, at least no one could possibly be up having a harder time than we are, or something like that. And we cut away to Lily and Visky standing, yep. the walls of this giant monster looming over us, shouting, Damn you, Caelan Thorn! <laughs> because, of course, it's all my fault. <laughs> of course. Did <laughs> uh, a sea monster attack? Who put this city here? Draylid. Who put who put her in charge of the city? Well, okay, that was me. Yeah, but she, she said she wouldn't wanted... be here if it wasn't for you. She said she wanted the position of viceroy. What's she... what's that, Goody Niska? It's always a man's fault. <laughs> Remember, Lillian got the opportunity to listen to her as well. Yes, although I'm not sure Lillian needed the help at hating me at that stage in her career. Well, you know, maybe if you hadn't dumped her ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. In any case, then the clock goes back a little to the yeah. miscellaneous one day earlier type thing. Yes. Um, so, you are now 
in Fort Drelive. Yes. You are driving Lillian Fisky. Okay. Um, Fort Drelive presently has the, um, whatever they're called, Drelive Shields. Fort Shield, yeah, Fort Drelive Shields. Fort Drelive Shields are deployed and ready to go. Yep. Um, Commanded, it must be said, by Tusky Thunderfist. There we are. Good thing you retroactively rescued him. Yes, yes, that was a good, that was a good decision. Um, so Svetlana has basically teleported in. Uh, because Lillian has followed the initial parts of this, so I'll give you this info dump. Yeah. Svetlana, Varn, and Lillian have all teleported to Fort Drelev together. Yeah. Um, have gotten an update on what's happening, which is basically a couple of hexes out that way from Fort Drelev. The farm girls have started being abducted by some gigantic troll who says that he's looking for the right one to be his bride. Um, and Svetlana and Varn have gone off to sort that. They've taken you know, maybe an hour at most in the city to get the story and then gone out troll hunting. Yeah. Um, Lillian has remained behind on the basis that she's not really up to the caliber of giant troll. Yeah. And also she's running on the theory that something might may end up happening to Fort Drelev and she needs to be here. Yeah, seems like a logical theory. Um, and what she will get this morning is word from the fishermen who say... That something is wrong in the in Lake Hooktang, and as per the instructions they've expressly been given, the moment they picked up something was going wrong, they got the hell off the lake. Good for them. Um, what seems to be happening is there is some sort of bizarre and unusual current moving in there, like it's pulling all the boats vaguely towards the centre of the lake, but there isn't any actual current happening. And as soon as people have picked this up, they've gone, okay, let's row against this as fast as we can. Um... By the time Lillian actually gets up to the walls and is looking out with her spyglass over what's happening there, she can see the movement in the water. Lake Hoktang is kind of swampy, so the water has a bunch of stuff and wood and stuff floating on it. And you can see stuff being pulled in, not like a giant whirlpool, but as if something is moving beneath the surface of the lake. And then the ground begins to rumble and water begins to backwash straight towards the city, as you see first a head emerging. Now, the head itself is no bigger than a good-sized siege tower. (laughs) But then it's all neck. As you see this giant Loch Ness monsterian neck come out, followed by a huge flipper going splash, another huge flipper going splash, Followed by a roar that seems to shake the walls of the city itself, and old hook tongue begins ambling towards the city walls. <laughs> and that is pretty much where we um, immediately step into army combat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that seems like a situation for the army. Cool. So... Same thing again, uh, because, as we had with the the First World Mob, uh, because your army is already deployed, yep. Old Hoktang doesn't just get to beat on you until your army gets ready, so that was a very wise decision, no yep. matter what it costs you. Uh, that said, there is presently no one here to engage them but um, Fort Drelin's Shields. Yes. Um, if you want to call for other aid, you can. 
and there's a question of how fast it comes. So, at present, um, I imagine Lily Morton will actually send word that she would quite like some aid from the neighbouring region of the Greenbelt. Yeah. But she gets back, she he receives a message that unfortunately Keston's Bowman, the Stag Runners, and um, the Kobold Defenders are all busy fighting a massive army of Fae that have just appeared on their borders. Yeah. The um, Hooves of Thunder and um, Van Hold Army are quite a long way away because they're on the other side of the of Stagthorn. Yeah. And um, actually kind of their job is to protect their bit of Stagthorn against an on because we don't know that something yeah. isn't immediately about to jump out and help them. However, there is one place that she can turn for aid. Mivon have promised to, if if requested, send us an army. Yep. And Lillian Visky has the authorization as Viceroy because, you know, we worked all this yeah, out yeah, in that, advance. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, not in the, really in the sense that Callum thought that he'd be unavailable, you know, because he'd be in a fate, he'd be stuck in a time vortex for lots at a time, mm. but more in the sense because maybe she doesn't have time to, con- he could have been out of touch or something, yeah, and she yeah. might not have time to consult him, she's got the authorization. So she, indeed, as she gets the word that no help is coming from the Green Belt, sends a message to Mivon saying that she would very much like an army from Mivon to come up and help her, please. Cool. I don't know how long that's going to take to get here, but I kind of assume they may have kept an army on active because otherwise there wouldn't be able to be much help. Um, so, Hooktongue rises on the wall, rises over the lake, and begins essentially wading and swimming forward towards the walls. Um, we go to a ranged realm to start, if you have ranged weapons. We do not. Nope. Hope Tongue doesn't appear to do anything other than um, head towards the wall. Yep. So I'm just going to look up... Here we are. Fort Vreliv has 30 dB. Good things. I don't know if... Tongue is big enough to just start bashing that down, but it's certainly a promising start. Uh, for that piece of information, I will require a stability check. Yes, I make that stability check. Cool. Okay, so people... Um, Tusky starts bringing reports, collected reports to Lillian to tell her what's going on. Um, and based on the best guesses of the assorted uh, na- nature experts and things in here... Yep. Um, Hooktai appears to be an animal. Yeah. Just a comparatively simple animal, albeit yep. a ridiculously enormous one. Yeah. Like the owlbear, the wager is that he's been sleeping on top of a, um, a place where the veil is very thin to the first world, absorbing all that life energy. Yeah. But he's been doing it a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and thus is a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, what you are looking at here is hook tongue effectively counts as siege engines. Yeah. Um, they look at him and they see that he is going to bring those two huge flippers up and start smashing things. Uh, if you have siege engine breaking things, you actually can use them against this. You functionally damage the flippers. That's awesome. Unfortunately, Fort Drayliff Shields are not the guys that have that. They're but, all on the stag runners. But for all intents and purposes, he has siege engines. Yeah. 
Um, so what is going to happen is he's just going to rampage up to the walls of Fort Drelib and start smashing it. Yep. Um, the plus side to this is that he doesn't necessarily have particularly enormous defense because he works enough like an army that he has DV and OM and that sort of thing. But the army ratios tend to keep it reasonably equal. This thing is a big bag of hit points. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily enormously defensive. Cool. You're just going to end up hailing arrow after arrow and sword after sword into it until it falls down. Cool. Uh, the other one you have is that your army commanders cannot be captured by hook tongue. They have a substantially higher chance of escaping this alive. Excellent. Because the read is because it's essentially an animal, it's just going to go kaiju monster on Fort Relive. Yeah. It's not here to eat a person or overtake the city or anything. It's going to rampage in eat some people, but functionally it's just going to break everything on the basis that it's really big and it's really pissed off. Yeah. Makes good sense. Uh, it has morale. It is its own army commander. Yep. Um, and it can rout, at which point it will go back to sleep. Excellent. Which kind of solves the problem for another hundred years. Yep, yep. You, like, you, um, you may be inclined to kill it. Yeah, but certainly if we can, we will. Alright. Okay, and that's basically that. Does that Sweet. make everything clearer? That makes everything super clear. Cool beans. So, roll morale checks. He wins. Okay. Well, t- 23. I rolled a 5. Yeah, I don't think we need to add up the relative um, morale there. You know, I think um, Hoktan's pretty motivated. Just woke up. He's pretty hungry. Yep. We don't want to die. Yep. Sure, so what's Hoktan's tactic? No, no, you first. Oh, he, of course, because we failed. Okay, um... We're going to go with aggressive to start us out. Okay. So that's the um, plus two, minus two. Yep. Um, And um, I am declaring that um, we are not currently putting on hold the line because we are relying on the defences of Fort Draley. If we have hold the line available, these guys like the Cobalt Defenders, but even more so are a defensive army. Yep. Their job is to keep the place. But they recognise that as no help is coming for quite some time, and defences of Fort Dreadliver are as strong as they're ever getting, now is not the time to stand on the defensive. Now is the time to do damage while they still have the walls to protect them. Cool. What's Hooktung's take on the... Uh, Hooktung doesn't seem to comprehend what the city is. From yeah. his point of view, it wasn't here before. Yeah. The last time he went to sleep, Fort Dreadliver didn't exist. Yeah. Um... So it's some large impediment that is in his way. You think it is some combination of the bright lights of the city, the fires, the heat, the noise, the people there that makes it, and possibly uh, Titania's prodding that makes him want to poke and crush. So he's just going to rampage in at standard. Cool. He doesn't know what he's dealing with. He has no context for how dangerous or not the city is to him. Yep, cool. All right. So, start with Fort Drelev. Go bananas. We roll on attack. Okay, uh, so... That is 16. You harms him. That's good, because that was a poor roll, so that's an excellent start. Yeah. Uh, but I imagine we don't harm him very much. No, it's, it's, I mean, this is mostly going to be people shooting from the walls and jumping off and stabbing him, and yeah. three brave men rowing out in boats. Yeah. Um... But it's effectively, the swords kind of break. This is a monster with functionally massive DR. Yeah. And some slight scratches get through. Cool. 
Hook tongue rampages poorly, um, as you might imagine. So that is a seventeen, which unsurprisingly won't come anywhere near what he's looking for. No, the um, that um, if they weren't in Fort Dreadlift, that would damage them very slightly. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's That's no, about what he needs to hit the guys. There's no meaningful conception that he's going to break the um. That he's going to start damaging your army at this point. No yep. one is surprised when you huddle behind the great walls and defences of Fort Dre live. Yeah. However, those great walls and defences were not actually built to hold no, the they, they, they are not kaiju. kaiju they are not kaiju proof. They are not kaiju proof. They lose four points. Yep. Cool. Alright. And it is um morale checks again. Yep. Uh 20 on the first one, one on the second one, so that'll be you, your yeah. favour. Yeah, I'd say so. We got a, um, we got an 18. Sits on standard. Cool. Goes up to Reckless. Now's the time. Yeah, yeah, hard to argue with. Uh. Cool. Alrighty. And we make an attack. Yeah. Oh, on the other hand, it would help if we weren't rolling terribly. Um, right, that may not do it even with this low AC. On the other hand, I've got the plus four, so that's another 16, so that will presumably do a little. Very light damage. Yep. Mm. Men and boats and their swords. Okay, he of course doesn't, well, Tung of course does nothing to your defences at this point. Yep. Um, like, what's the Vega uh, DV he's looking for? It's 40 something easily, isn't it? Yeah, 17 plus 26 at present. Cool, so. I, I, unless he's rolling 20s, at least for a couple of rounds, I'm not even gonna bother asking. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Um, what he's really playing for is to bring the balls down. Hook tongue surges at this point and jumps out of the lake and smashes into a section of wall and it just crumbles beneath the bulk. Yep. And uh, you lose 2dv. Yep. Cool. Alright, and then um, it is the night round. Yep. Can old hook tongue see in the dark? In fact, old hook tongue, as the dark begins to come in, rampages feebly against the walls a little bit and then retreats back into the lake and actively stops fighting at night. Sweet! Yay! That works for us. Then that's day one. Uh, no, no. Uh, you, you still have a night realm. Oh, okay. If you choose to take it. Hooktongue does nothing. Okay, so we can attack him. Yes. He Sweet. is not retreat. He's, he's pulling back from the walls. He is not retreating altogether from the combat and disappearing back into the lake. Alright, well my boys are human, so they take a minus two, but then they'll absolutely take advantage of the night round. And actually roll really well for a change. Alright, so that's uh, plus ten. Um, that's a twenty-six. Emboldened by him, this giant sea monster not attacking them. So, at that point, you can make me another stability check, because this was not behaviour you could observe just from looking at it. Yep, sure. Um, that one, on the other hand, is quite a bit poorer as rolls um, We don't make that one. Okay. So you observe from fighting him um, that Hooktung has no real problem seeing in the dark. He sees the men as they come up to him in boats in the dark and fights them off reasonably effectively. A bit. They go very aggressive yeah. in their charge. Um, he can clearly see in the dark. Yeah. But for whatever given reason, he retreats at night. Okay. 
And because we're not doing, um, we really don't have people with low light vision here, we don't need to break it up into two night rounds. Mm, yep. So it becomes morning again. Yep. All good. Cool, so that's day one. Yep. And morale checks. Yep. Uh, we get a 19. Cool. He stays standard. Cool. We stay reckless. Cool, Vince. So we make a reckless attack and roll very poorly indeed. Um, that's a... 14, which may not actually get through. Uh, no, it does not. Yeah, well, we rolled two. Changing, okay. These two dice are now the shunned dice. Changing dice. Right. After whatever sleep or rest he requires... <laughs> Hook comes back up on the wall and cranes his enormous neck and it begins snapping soldiers off the wall one by one uh, and crits you. Oh, crap. All right. Uh, so... That... What is your DV now? I probably still want to pass it. Uh, 42. Cool. So he doesn't pass your DV, but he crits yep. you. So therefore he does you the, the, extra, extra, damage. the extra D4. Yep. Uh, and does two points of damage to your army. Yep. Ignoring your walls. Um, you deal 1D4 minimum to the army, even if your result is lower. Yep. So he is hitting people in strategic places, yep. whether by... Sheer luck or animal cunning, he actually knocks off a few of the higher ranking officers with this. Yep. Um, and then flippers into the walls. Yep. Smash, smash, smash. Uh, five more DV gone. Oof. That is brutal. Alright, and that's the morning round. Yep. Yep. And it is the afternoon round. So, morale checks. Uh, there's going to be several rounds of this. Do we want to um, push the morale out a bit so we're not doing so much rolling? Well, do we want to just um, do we want to just declare it if it's changing? Sounds like a plan. My, my guys are sticking with cool, reckless. Cool. Continue then. Cool. All right. So um, I will make my afternoon attack roll. Oh. It's terrible again, isn't it? It's it's the same number, so nothing happens. Yep. Remember, you can always throw Lillian at the monster. I know. Hmm? That's what, that's what that chip is representing. Yeah. Well, as long as he doesn't crit, he won't hit them this time. Did he crit again? Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. Hmm? Put that dice away. Get another one out. Yeah. Thank you. Hmm? Uh, he deals another two damage to Fortran Lift Shields. Yep. Hmm? And then he hits their walls. And then lowers their DV by three. Yep. That is a problem. Okay, so that's um, just over... That's just over, They've got a scooch over half their starting DV left. Yep. Um, all right, and it's the night round. Yep. Hooktown goes to sleep. Yep, that's cool. Four of him. We failed, we failed to hit him. Another two. Another two. Third two in a row. Sooner or later, I'm going to run out of D20s. Or, or Fort Rayleigh. Yeah. Alright, on the other hand, that's day two. Yep. Four more days until health arrives. Yep. Go veins. This is totally the set, you know that bit in the Siege of Gondor where Ro- Rohan doesn't come and it's clear that the walls are not going to make it? Yep. That's where the Fort Rayleigh men are right now. Okay. Nonetheless, they are staying at Reckless. Because clearly that's what they need to hit this thing. Day three begins. Yep. Okay. 
Not a two. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's 23. Yeah, you actually take some damage. Then. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> it's not a crit. Cool. Uh, that would be a 31. That won't do it. Cool. Uh, lose another 4 DV. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's crashing the walls. Yep. Okay, and um, at this point, um, we are changing tactics. Cool. Um, we are going down to aggressive. Yep. I don't figure that... Uh, it seems unlikely it's going to impact on his tactics. And he's pretty happy. So, so I don't need feel the need to make the, make the rail check. Yep. Cool, but it's the afternoon round. Yep. Cool, so we make a roll. And miss again. Another two. I'm going to change back here. you critting and get me again? No, no, it's gone. Um, but, but they're very, very high numbers. Yeah. Okay, well, you're welcome to add that up. We're certainly lower now. Uh, 30. Uh... That's an equal. Oh, cool. no, sorry, they're on aggressive. That that hits. Cool. Then does them the intervening in damage. Yep, so they take two points. Certainly right to get off reckless. Yep. And then another three D that you got one. Okay. Alright. Oh! <laughs> Smash this time. The tail comes round and just crushes one of the great towers and topples it. Yep. And then it is the night round. Yep. They stay on aggressive for the night round. And do uh, 24. Cool. And that's third day. Yep. Uh, I make fourth day, because day one is when I've started my measure. Okay, cool. Are you tracking the days? Yes. Cool, okay, that's right. Yes, sorry, three days are over. It is the fourth day. Yeah, yeah, so day four dawns. Yep. Cool, alright, and my guys are changing tactics. Do you want to make morale checks? No. Cool. Alright, um... He's pretty happy. As their, um, walls start to crumble, they drop to normal. Yep. And, um, implement hold the line. They are now playing to survive rather than to win. Fair enough. Alright, so that is a um, plus four bonus to DV, a minus three to OM. Yep. Cool. And morning. Morning indeed. And they crash hook turn. They may. Alright, so I will work out the... That's going to be well over his DV, so just roll a D4, yeah. add it, and give me the total. Yep. Yeah. So... Okay, so that's 28. Yep. It's not bloody, yet. Yeah, yeah, but... It's uh, getting there. Yeah, well, they're, um, neither are they. Yep. Kill beans. So that's another 30. Yep, so um, let me just add this up. So with that hold the line, that doesn't get them. Cool, and lose 4 DV. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Alright, and um, this is the afternoon round. Yep. Um, and they um, stay at normal. They're going to rely on their um, defensive. While they've still got some walls, they're going to just rely on hold the line. Sure, just give it a moment. Make this easier on myself. Okay, so afternoon, day four. Foyt? Yep. Uh, that would be them too. They miss. Uh, he will, I would say, comfortably miss by this one. Uh, yeah, that's not just touching 20. Yeah, no, that misses. Okay, so it's a, it's a, um, uneventful round. And 3DV. And 3DV, alright. The walls of Fort Drelev are still technically up. Just, but it's like how you're still okay when you're on two hit points. The um, city sh- looks, it, it almost looks like a giant sea monster has been battering it for four straight days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happens when Godzilla attacks? Alright, and um, then they're going to make their night attack. Yep. Can they turn off the tactic for their night attack and then put it on again in the morning? Yes, it's their controllable option. Cool. So they cease holding the line and just do a normal attack. Hook Tongue should technically go as defensive as he can for the Night Realms, but he's not all that bright. Yeah, so that's a 22. Cool. More damage again. Is he bloody? Nope. Yep. Alright, and... Nor, nor terribly close to. Yeah. The um, Day 5 dawns. Yep. The walls of Fort Drelev still up. Yep. However... At this time, the army no longer feels super protected by them, because, like, to be honest, it's like three... The city started yeah. with walls all the way around, and now there's more a couple of bits of wall. Yeah, but at this point, Hooktongue is actively pulling himself through the streets of the city. Yeah. So the army is going to put Hold the Line back on and go to Cautious. <laughs> Fight! And they miss, because I love two. Two is my favourite number, as it turns out. Uh, again, that's barely over 20, and he will drop your DV by another four. Cool, yeah. alright, which point he can stop bothering. Yep. Not DV. <laughs> alright, and it's the afternoon round. Um, we are sticking with Cautious. Sure. Did you crit me? Yes. Okay. Um, so I wish we'd go, I wish I'd said we're going to defense it. Um, all right. So that's a, um, a nine. So that won't do it. Yep. All right. So what? What's um, a nine? Oh, because you're taking penalties for a pretty defensive. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're only on cautious, but we're also holding the line, so that's um, quite the negative. <laughs> But the um, plus six is an immense comfort to my army because they're now reliant. Without that, they'd be relying on their regular DV, which is exactly what you'd think it would be for a human army cool. on a huge size. So that's a functional thirty-five. Okay. All right. So plus six, four, which means that's much better than it could have been. All right. Um, okay. Yep. And they are bloodied. Kill things. 
And it's the night round. Night day five. Yep. So they go back up to normal for the night round. Yep. And, um, actually, no, they drop hold the line, but they stay at cautious so they can go to defensive tomorrow morning. Fair enough. Or maybe you can do it with the 20 morale check as well. Yeah, no, don't. Cool, thanks. So they make a cautious attack. Alright. And that is... 50. Yep, it does something. You know how you were all like, my armies are um, too badass and you never and I never lose? Yeah, well, these are just destroying kaiju. Yeah, and these are not my best guys. There's a reason they stay at home behind their 30, 30 strong walls. Alrighty, and that, however, is the end of day five, which means it's the morning of day six. Unfortunately, I suspect the bards were showing up in the evening because it was a six day trip. The um, centaurs were showing up in the evening because they have six days. Right, you can take them six days to get your kills yep. and show up on day seven. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, but I'm still glad I sent them. Alright, and as the morning dawns, my guys go to defensive. Yep. And now have a mighty plus eight. Uh, to mighty plus 8 DV and a minus 7 to attack. Quokotani is pretty hopeful that the men with the pointy spears will go away soon. Yep. He's still going to stick at standard. Oh, that was a good roll. Might actually hit. Yeah, I'm going to hit. Hmm? So that's a 20. Uh, that would be a 25 to hit back again. Yep. Uh, which will not do it. Yep. Alright, afternoon. Oh, another good roll. 18. Uh, versus nothing. Sure. Cool. Alright. They live. Night. Yes, they um, go back up to cautious, drop, um, drop hold the line and make a nighttime attack. Oh, and they roll super well. Uh, that's 24. Cool. And if I roll like this in the start of the battle, Hook Tongue will be a lot more damaged now. Hook Tongue is bloodied. Yes! <laughs> but my sense that they couldn't do this all on their own has certainly been validated. Yes, you have broken a lot of weapons on old Hook Tongue. Well, you know, the, um, this is my best city, and it's, it's wrecked. <laughs> Well, well it's been my best city defences, and it's red. Yeah, technically your defences have been beaten down. Hook Tongue has basically gotten into the city and been driven out, and then gotten yeah. into the city and been driven out. Yeah. As opposed to had copious hours to rampage around crushing all your businesses as well. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, and as day dawns on day seven... Yep. The Hooves of Thunder, led by Deneed Thunderhoof, show up. And the defenders of Fort Drelev have never been so happy they to see... They live a very weary chair. They've never been so happy to see a cent- invading centaur army in all their days. You've got to remember, this is the conservative human city. Yep. So, you know, and, yeah. the, and these are the Norman Heights centaurs. Traditionally, they would not have been so happy to see this army. It's going to do wonderful things for your community. Yeah. The centaur, Gondor called Raid, and the, the centaurs are... Yeah, plus also it's the horse guys showing up to defend the besieged city. Yep. So it is literally Rohan, Rohan is answering. Yeah. Right at the point where it didn't seem like Gondor could hold out anymore. 
Alright, so the sand, we let the sand tools into the city. Yep. That's real easy because they can just scale up through the giant holes in our walls. Yep. <laughs> so they're not technically deriving any defense bonus, but they're in the city nonetheless. Yep. It's still the best place to fight the giant kaiju from. Unfortunately, the setup for this is going to deny you a ranged round. Yeah. Because they can't fire into the city like yep. that. Or they can, technically, and if you're desperate to do it, then, then you may, but there will be, um, consequences for it. Sure. Alright, so the centaurs actually have considerably less hit points than the, um, than the, like, um, than the, our, um, defender guys. What they do have is that they are bards. So they give my guy, they give our, um, weary defenders a plus one bonus, um, and a, um, a plus one defense and attack bonus. Octane does not like the noise. Alright, and, um, the bowman. Alright, so let's have a look at what we're doing on this day seven. Yep. Um, the, um, uh, Draylid Shields are going to stick with their heavy defensive. They're happy that another army is showing up to help them, but they're still kind of wanting to survive until Mervon gets here. Cool. I'm, I'm largely happy to just skip the, um, morale things because if you, if you desire, because Hooktongue's tactics are not terribly intelligent. Sure. So they're not really predicated off what you're doing. Sure. Uh, so he is going to aggressive. Okay. Uh, Alright, so... Having now gotten hurt and gotten annoyed. Yep, that makes sense. Alright, um, and the centaurs are going to bring out their defensive wall, which they brought to the table because um, people keep people keep picking on the bards for some reason. Yep. And um, they're going to start at cautious. Sure. So that is a... Minus three. Uh, plus four for them. I can't start any lower than cautious, so that's what they got. And they get a... But they it's actually a minus two, because I presume old hook ton is not mounted. Uh, no, he is not. Kill cool. If you say from a certain point of view, he is a mount, but no, yeah. he doesn't have the mounted um, special resource capacity. Cool. Uh, okay, I'm ready with my two armies. And in this case, it's it's less that they're necessarily outspeeding Hooktang as when he gets into the city streets, they can run around quickly to flank him while yeah. he just flails and smashes his giant tail around. Okay, so the morning begins. Yep. The um, uh, Fort Drelev shields roll an attack. Yep. And, um, they miss. Yep. The... Because they're terrible. <laughs> because they're at their maximum... You're all fired! They, they're at their maximum um, defensive bonus. And the centaurs roll very well. Alright, so... And still have a lot of pluses. And they get a tw- nice solid 20, and then they add 2 to it from their sniper support. Make it a 22. Cool. All right, which one of these giant uh, ant armies is Old Hooktongue picking on? I'm just going down in damage instead of up. Yep. Your arrows heal him. Yeah, I prefer that more than how it went down. Uh, old Hooktongue is happy with what he's doing. He's going to eat the shiny, shiny shields. Sure. 
because he can crit them again. <laughs> Excuse me. They have a functional 39. Oh. Yep. Okay, so um, they have um, a 27 in defense currently. Yeah, because this is basically the best he can muster. Alright, so that's... No, my apologies, 41, because he's... Um, Aggressive. Aggressive. That leaves the Fort Dre Levians on seven hit points. Yep. And their total hit points is 44. So that's less than 25%. So they need to make a not routing check. Correct. Which is a DC 15 morale check. Cool. Uh, which they do not make. Okay, so... At this point, they have been doing this for um, seven and a half days at this point. Yeah. Pushing this giant, unstoppable kaiju monster back again. They are exhausted, nerves afraid. Hooktung is battered from several wounds. He has green smears of blood all over him, but he just doesn't seem to be slowing down. He is still coming. And at this point, those who are left in the army begin to scatter and flee. As hook time rampages all over them. Yep. And AOs them. Yep. So he AOs them as they flee the city. Uh, he doesn't crit them again, thankfully. Uh, let's... Uh, 21. Cool. So um, that will not do it. Yeah. Because they were already in their maximum defense, yeah. what they do is exit the city very cautiously. And the remnants of the army limp out. Yep. Um, leaving the city guarded only by the brave um, centaurs. centaurs. But I believe that was the afternoon round. Correct. Cool. So, um, not best pleased, but not actually prepared to abandon the city at this time, the centaurs will mount a night attack on Altukta. By all means. Yeah, uh, no, no, that must have been the morning round, because the... No, that was only the morning round. That was what I've got recorded. Yep, 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 so that's right. Okay, the centaurs are mounting an afternoon assault. Yeah, and um, you may assume that uh, Lillian and um, Tusky are briefing um, uh, Deneed very successfully on this is what's been happening, this is what it's doing. It, yeah. It seems to sort of retreat and hibernate at night. This means blah, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Alright, so, um, a question. Yes. My routed army has healing potions, which they have not yet drunk, um, but I'm kind of assuming that having routed, they take no further part in the Your routed army no longer exists as a force. If they wanted to heal themselves, they needed to do it while they were still functional. Yeah. The trick is, what you've now got, as opposed to an army, is several hundred guys who have fled, are hiding, are wounded in various bits of the city. Yeah. Like, any handful of them drink the healing potions they've got on them. Yeah. But the, your central repository is no longer there, Tusky is no longer there to organise them. Yeah. Et it was because they were on 21 hit points. Yeah. So I figured I had one, I'd take one more round of damage and then they'd drink their healing potions. Kaiju. <laughs> yeah. But, um, that, that's kind of my end response to it. Yeah. Hooktang has nothing clever to say. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, okay. So the centaurs drop to um, defensive. Yep. So that's a minus four plus six. And uh, as the army is routed rather than destroyed, um, Tusky basically routes with them. Yep. So we don't need to roll to see if he's alive or dead. Yep. 
So, um, the afternoon. Yep, the centaurs make an attack. Wow, they're kicking ass. All right, um, that's a twenty-one. Hook time war man, reckless. Yep. Uh, Nineteen to hit them. Okay, and then you're going to write down the hit point now. Sure. Cool. It's not very hard to keep in my head. Sweet. Uh, the 21 doesn't do it. They are okay. Good things. Cool. Night falls. Yep. They go up to cautious on the basis that they can go back down to defensive. So that's only a minus two again. Mm-hmm. That's twenty damage. Twenty. That twenty to hit. Yep. Twenty to hit. Good things. Hook tongue is definitely past, um, well past bloody at this point. Yeah. Uh, and looks like he has suffered the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Uh, at this point, you've surpassed 100 hit points worth of damage. Yep. So, so it is comfortably enough to wipe out a you know some army of 500 men, yeah. possibly even an army of 1,000 men, but the kaiju keeps coming. Yeah. All right, so I make that the um, dawn of day eight. Correct. So at the end of this day, Correct. the Mervinese yeah, army... The, tomorrow the Mervinese army will come, but yes. will the city still be standing when they do? Alright, the centaurs go back down to defensive and try and survive the day. And Hooktongue will go back down to standard at this point. Okay. Because there's less people between him and his yummy prey and he's calmed down? Because he's getting shot to death. Right, okay, cool. And, and would prefer not to die. Yep. Sweet, alright, so attack. Uh, alright, um... So that is a, um... Uh, that's a 15, which probably won't do it. Uh, it's a scratch. Yep. So it does um, technically hit yep. for a whopping very little damage. All right, so I use my sniper support and make it two damage. Good means. And I would like to do a retroactive four damage for the last two hits where I didn't use sniper support. Got it. Cool. Uh, meanwhile... What does Hookdown do to the centaurs? Hookdown at this point, sick of getting surrounded by these cavalry experts yep. and mounted people... Sees the opportunity and oh, 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 raises one enormous flipper, tucks it, and just rolls across Fort Draylift. Oh dear! Just sort of rolling into them, crunch, crunch, crunch. Did you crit again? No, it's cool. not. It's not an amazing special ability. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm merely presuming that a thirty will hit you. Oh yes, quite certainly. All right, so um, and, and endeavouring to add some manner of flavour because yeah. there's only so much the. Uh, Giant yep. rolling kaiju monster can do it. Alright, yeah, and that's a um that's a good solid hit. It's not a particularly amazing hit, but the thing is the central bards have quite a bit less hit points than yeah. the Fort Draylev guys to begin with. So, it, so. Looks, it looks relatively amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Afternoon. Yes. Okay, and they get Something crappy, they had to roll a bad number sooner or later. I imagine that, yeah, that's a 14, so that'll be a flat yeah, mess. That'll do nothing. Uh, his is a 26. 
Alright, which may or may not do some... That's definitely a need-to-add-it-up thing. Yep, that will do a small amount of damage to them. Yay! Which is um, a worrying amount of their um, total hit points nonetheless. Alright, hook time goes to sleep. Yep, they make a night assault against him. They roll super great, which is wonderful of them. Alright, um... Okay, 23, and then another two points of damage. Yeah, the sniper's what's really useful, because he's got poor DV. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Cool. Uh, would you like me to go and get you some mividies? Yes, and the, as, as the dawn of, um, what is it, day nine now? Day nine, yes. As day nine dawns, Fort Rayleigh is still... Well, horribly damaged, but in a, the city has not been taken kind of way. The centaurs are defending it on their own. Yeah, well, they start, can't start crushing you until all the armies are gone. Yeah, that's why I've been playing for the army survival. Even then, you only start losing chunks of the city. It doesn't explode. Really. Yeah, yeah, I know it doesn't, but um, my hope is that the Mervonese army will actually consist of a few more guys and make a big difference here. Okay, so Hooktung is disturbed in his slumbers again and angrily thrashes out back at the centaurs and retreats into himself as it gets too dark and they pull back. Now you're um, taking night penalties and things, but you need to, aren't you? Uh, no, I did on the first night. Because his um, defence is expressly not reduced. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I... um. Uh, give him eight hit points back. It's it's often you take a penalty on attack, he takes a penalty on yeah. defense, so it's a wash. Yeah, no. Um, give him eight hit points back. That should um, be roughly the to a knight from the various knight attacks. So he repulses the centaur attack. Yep. Um, morning comes. How the the centaurs are bloodied? Uh, no, but they're very close to bloody. So they are looking tired. Yeah. Exhausted. And. Morning comes, fighting begins, because armies don't show promptly up at, yes. at, at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, as they're trying to drive all the Hooktown back, Hooktown <laughs> steps into the city, <laughs> squashes a horse and cart beneath his flipper entirely. Um, and then you hear from, then you hear bugles going up of army-sighted, you know, reinforcements on the horizon. Well, first bugles going up, alert, alert, something sighted. Mm. Then friendlies on mm. bugles. Then army coming. And then the great gates begin to, of Fort Draylon begin to open. They're still fine, because it's ish. Mm. Fine-ish, because it's all the seaside defences. Yeah, yeah. Like. It's, it's totally like... The, the defences are fine, like you've got half the city wall yeah. relatively neatly, and then the other half of the city wall is just giant chunks of rubble everywhere. Pouring through the holes in the walls, um, Lillian hears a voice that she has heard before. Come on, boys! Up and at it! It won't be the biggest thing we've fought this week! <laughs> uh, as a Mavoyan army comes in, uh, 
not that you would know this off the top of your head, but as they will be introducing themselves, uh, the person running them is Celia Ravenbrough. It's amazing! Uh, and they go by the name of Corel's Conquerors. What which a fantastic is a, um, name! Which is a piece of Brevoyan history. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know that Lillian would recognise them. The soldiers that remain from Fort Drelev's armies would, however. Um, this is an army that is comprised of a combination of forces from Mivon and Brevoy. Yeah. But the army itself is, in its largest part, made up of Brevoyans, but it's led by a Mivonese person, so they're clearly trying to actively mix them. Yeah, that makes good sense. Alright. And, um, I'm just making some notes on a new sheet now that I'm not fighting with my original army so I don't get confused. And I have written there, um, what they're... The resources are just stuff that adds passively, so you don't have to do anything with it. Yep. Uh, and I've written what the tactics do in shorthand. Sure, here we are. I've got, I've, I've done a cautious knight center assault for, um, so I don't get confused and miss out the, um, knight thing again. Yep. Alright, expert flank is, right, so they can do extra damage. False retreat, I know how that works. Oh, they've got siege engines! Yes. That would be a lot more useful, but it's a shame we haven't, um, it's no, a shame us. It's Siege Breaker oh, that you want. Yes, that of course. Can break hook time Siege Engines. Yeah, alright. Okay, yep, and they've got ranged. Lovely. Yeah, they, they have Siege Engines, not to put your final poison of it, for the purpose of breaking into your city. Right, <laughs> Or yes. other cities, yeah, because yeah. this army is not the one they have specially formed to fight old hook time. Yeah. Uh, this is the unit that they've activated and designated for Stagthorn support. Yeah. Because among other things, you could very easily call on them and say, hey, we're invading the First World Castle of Knives. Yeah. Come and help us. Yeah. All right. Okay. And the centaurs are super, super, super happy to see them. They begin to sing inspiring songs. Yes, and they sing inspiring songs. Yep. Okay, so these guys are going to start out at normal yep. and put their expert flankers on because the theory is that Old Hook Tongue will attack the people he's been attacking before because yep. that seems to be his pattern. Yep. So we'll start right out with... Um, okay, so that's plus three, minus zero because of the bard bonuses. Cool. And um, we will make some morning attacks. Yep. So the centaurs make a morning attack, huddled, very huddled, uh, and that is um, uh, 16. Okay, that will do a small amount, and, and then goes up by 2. And then goes up by 2. And then um, Charles Conquerors make their first attack. Yeah, and they're fresh. They're not tired. They haven't been fighting a sea monster for days. Uh, they're relatively confident Hook Tank's going to pick on the bards. They have bardic inspiration. They do... Thirty. Wow. Yeah, they rolled a nineteen. Yeah, nice. That's uh, Okay, so Hook Target must be said is looking kind of worn down. Um, he has had some sleep, but not a lot. Because um, people keep attacking him in the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not like you've been keeping it up all night, because no. I presume your army has also been sleeping, so yeah. the penalties get waved into each other. Um, 
but Hooktang has not had much opportunity to rest. He has he is savage, he is angry, he looks like he has been driven on, and at this point he just rolls straight into the city and starts rampaging. Yep. And again, will this time bring the huge tail well on the centaurs? He studied them enough to get yeah. some sort of idea of how their tactics work. Yeah. As they try and flank him, he waffles them. Oh, yeah, it's a reasonable waffling. Uh, 29. Uh, yep, that is nasty. Let me add that up. Alright. Yep, and they hit bloody. So, at this point, as the centaurs try and roll around, try and flank around him, he sweeps the tail and just smashes several legs and forelocks, and down they go, scattered across the place. Sort of brings the tail down, smashes a chunk of wall out next to the gate, and then the Mivonese begin to charge... Mivonese... Mivoyan. Begin charging. Yep. Celia Raven Rona troops running in, surrounding it, stabbing it with swords, swords breaking off all over the place. Um, Hook Tongue looks at this, and looks very inconvenienced indeed. Uh, makes a morale check, and fails it. So, Looking badly hurt, he begins to turn very incautiously and pull himself back towards the water and back towards the lake, not taking a careful and calculated retreat, which would be next round I decide I've had enough of this crap and I'm out of here, so I'm going to switch my defenses, switch yep. the defensive and then leave. Yep. Uh, instead, at the end of the round, he flees. Cool, alright, so then we make a counter-attack before he gets too deep in the water. Correct, both of you get a final offense check to get a parking shot before he retreats, and once he's gone, he's gone, because you simply cannot get your armies under the lake to fight him. And um, that's in our standard tactics that we were using before. Correct, you're stuck with what you've got. Yeah, because we don't have enough time. Tung is retreating over the next half an hour, you hit him now or you don't hit him at all. Cool, so the centaurs make a defensive shot at him. And um, fumble. Yep. Um, they're pretty badly hit from the last thing, and they're drawn out of position. Yep. And Terrell's conquerors charge, Chris. Charge. They boy, do they charge. They charge like nobody's business. They charge like no one has ever charged before. All right. Okay. Uh, so that's thirty-one plus a bonus two, so effective a thirty-three. Thirty-three is enough. Yep, that will run him out of hit points entirely. Whoa, go Charles Conquerors, saving the day. Okay, so because it's Celia Raven, bro, I've yeah. got to do this. Yeah. So as they are actively taking out Hook Tongue here, um, the the centaurs pull. She sort of pull back to the centaurs. They fall back behind the lines, raining fire down with their longbows on Hook Tongue as they do. Just most of it, just kind of bouncing off the thick skin. Uh, Celia Ravenbrow's troops surround it and start trying to chain it and hold it in and bring it down and club the damn thing because they just don't know what to do with it. Celia herself goes running up its back. Oh, she does. She's going to jump onto its head. Isn't jumps she? onto its head. Has her weapon of choice is the double-handed flail, which is the huge stick with the balls on the end of it. Um, 
and what she's going to do is jam it around into Hooktongue's mouth and basically sit on its back and try and ride it <laughs> using her weapon as the reins to try and slow it down. And as it pulls its head back, it lets out one last mighty... Her troops stab it repeatedly and kill it. And then she slides down the back, Fred Flintstone style, off yeah. the back, and bows to the, to the crowd. And I think Lily and Visky will stare, will applaud at that point, because it, it, having, having done this whole onslaught in style. Yeah. And Cassandra Nemesti, who's well back from the line, sort of watching this from high tower, is like, <sighs> fans herself. <laughs> ah, well, one city liberated from a giant monster. Everybody saw that, right? The velvet, hang on, can you do me the accent? It is the Russian, uh, the Lillian Visky, it is all Caleb's fault. <laughs> The Velvet Corner owes you a drink. I would very much like that. Um, now, this city, I don't mean to offend you by this. It used to have walls there, and there, and there, and there, and there, and there, and there. Nine days of fighting a giant sea monster, you understand. You've been doing this for nine days? Ooh. We are very glad to see you. I'm Certain unreliable half-orcs are nowhere to be found. I'm kind of glad I got here on day nine instead of day one. You should be. You should be. All right. I'm just glad you got here. Let's go have a drink. Let's go have a drink and let whoever's in charge whoever's in charge worry about how they're going to get this gigantic monster corpse out of the middle of the city streets. Yes, that sounds like tomorrow's problem. <laughs> well, he was like, oh, that's, 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 that's technically my problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like tomorrow. Nine straight days of um, rallying her people to fight a giant sea monster with basically no help from, with no help from Kaelin. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but he can work out, the, he can solve the sea monster problem or she'll do it on another day. She takes some Celia Ravenbrow to develop a corner and they get drunk. I would imagine that Denise, Thunderhoof, and Tusky join them at this point. Absolutely. <laughs> and the four of, and the half orc, the um, and the, and the four of them get drunk. The half orc, the centaur, and the um, two women get drunk together. Sounds like the start of a bad joke. Yeah, and the, the half orc, the centaur, and two women walk into a bar, and the is like, "Why the long face? We just killed a sea monster." Yeah. An old hook tongue, the legendary threat has ended. Yes. Use for all. So at this point, the um, Fort Drelev, surviving members of Fort Drelev Shields come limping back into the city. Yeah. I don't think this should be considered as a huge mark against them. Obviously, they ran out. For but... the most part, it's very possible they're still in the city. Yeah. Like, they've been... the thing is, routing doesn't mean everyone goes, fuck this noise and, um, you know, yeah. pees themselves and runs away. It's... The army is too broken and scattered to do anything. That makes sense. The so 20 guys that are huddling in that building are convinced that Tusky is dead because they saw yeah. him get killed by a falling brick. Um, these guy, these 10 guys over here know the rest of the army is dead. Yeah. These 10 have gone, fuck this noise, we're deserting and going to live in the land of the Lord Kings. Yeah. Etc. Etc. So they don't behave as a uniform whole. That's kind of expressly the point. They just cease to exist as an army. Yeah. So considering several days have passed, 
they've been sort of gradually regrouping, like some of them had fled the city, some of them were hiding in their base, some of them yeah. were hiding around the city, and they've kind of now sort of semi-regrouped in the sense that they're all huddling in their base. So they can sort of gradually put themselves back together. And there's also, to be honest, a lot of survivors need, you know, significant medical attention because yeah. healing guys who weren't fighting hasn't really been on anyone's priority list. Yep. Yeah. And, um... And frankly, the centaurs, the centaurs who have had Blood Eater are in pretty bad shape as well. And Terrell's conquerors are completely undamaged. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're the Americans. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they showed up, did the last five minutes working, claimed all the credits. Yeah, but you know, we would the the British were just glad to see them at yeah, that yeah. point. Because well that's that's Celia. Yeah. Like um given the nature of how she works, the story is going to just get increasingly preposterous and indeed as she sits there in the bar with Lillian, she's You know the one really big problem with this? I don't know how I'm gonna spice this story up. I mean if that sea monster gets any bigger, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> now, these walls, you say they just fell down, but but maybe it was like spitting acid or, or sonic rays that break <laughs> walls. You know, there is a place for a woman like you in my establishment, if you desire. The Velvet Cure could always use a good storyteller. And slash bouncer. Slash bouncer. Yeah, this, this is pretty much Lillian's establishment, the yep. Velvet Corner, yep. the city, she's not picky. Yep, yep, makes sense. <laughs> okay. And is that, um, close scene on that? Yeah, they all, they all sit around drinking. Even more deservedly than that, my four counsellors, those guys are definitely not contributing further. Okay. So, your DV, you don't have to worry about repairing? It will take you some time, but uh, relative to what you've got, it it takes time on an army scale. Yeah. Like if the next giant monster shows up, you you bug it. Your walls yeah. still don't exist. Uh, as soon as you've had an army rest period of a month, functionally your DV just clicks back up. You yeah. repair the walls. It's part of your standard city expenses. Yeah. You do have the additional problem that you have a gigantic monster just lying in the middle of your city. It must weigh hundreds of tons. There is no force in the city that is actually capable of moving it. You are going to have to um, pay build points to get some manner of like chop, presumably to like get a bunch of people to chop it into segments yeah, and then yeah. throw it out very each segment out incredibly slowly. What what you want to do with it is up to you. And when I say that, I mean as a player, because various yeah. people will make this decision. Yeah. Um, but to get it out of the way, you're going to need to actually get hundreds of people to spend days chopping it to pieces. Yeah. Which is hard, because the kind of thing, you get a hacksaw and you cut for like a meter and then your hacksaw breaks. Yeah. Um, Among other things, lots of the weapons sharp enough to chop sea monsters <laughs> are now broken. Um, then the other alternative is you can just leave it there and effectively fence off that corner of town and have it as your display rotting sea monster corpse. Yeah, no. There, there are some obvious downsides to this, but it won't cost you anything. No, we're towing the sea monster out of town. I'll never hear the end of it for Lillian if we don't do it. Okay. Um, How many build points are we talking to tow a sea monster out of town? All right, you give me my choices. Okay, so I would presume that... Um, People are probably going to take trophies of this yeah. sort of thing. Um, heads. Yeah. Um, flippers. Yeah, the Kalen doesn't actually want the head. He doesn't, he didn't personally kill it. 
and it's too big to put in the castle. But I would imagine that this, that um, Fort Drelev might want the head for some kind of a museum piece or something like that. Uh, certainly, um, the concept of putting it in a museum or like putting it over the giant imposing front gates. Of yeah, Fort yeah, Drelev, it, but... it feels like it's the sort of thing you know, like what um, like Weed... like Kalins, you have a taxidermy. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Umberweed had that um, small Elasmosaurus over his tower. Yeah, this would be like old Hooktongue's head taxidermied on the wall. Yeah. So this is the thing, is somebody would pay for this. Yeah. Like, you could actively sell this. Hooktongue does not generate build points when defeated per se, because yeah. he doesn't have any stuff. But you could actively generate some by selling the bits of Hooktongue. Yeah. Or you could keep them. Yeah. As as your heart desires as a player. I think the Fort Drelev would like to keep them as a trophy. Cool. They're totally going to mount it and stick it over the front gate. I think Giant that's... fucking elasmosaurus. I, I, I think the message here is we're not just the town of Fort Drelev, town with a big city wall used to be ruled by an idiot. We're the town of Fort Drelev, yeah. we killed Hooktown. So why do they call it Lake Hooktown? Well, you see that giant... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, at that point... Uh... For 15 build points, you can remove this thing in, in its entirety. That's chopping it up, towing it out to the lake, dumping it in relatively safe places in different bits, so you're not just putting one huge rotting corpse there and yeah. filling up water, etc., etc. For 10 build points, you can do it the cheaper way, where you just tow it, chop it up, tow it, and dump it as quickly as you can. And for 5 build points, you can do it the really cheap way, where you mince it and hoik it to anyone who wants any bits of it for any purpose. So the 15 build points covers that we're mounting the head on, yes. on the city wall? Yes. Uh, what you're not getting is you would actively get paid build Eight points, points for selling it on. No, so you no. pay 15 and then you gain uh, a D4 or whatever kind of thing. Yep. So we pay the 15 bill points and do a proper job. Okay, so at that point, uh, several more days that you don't need to track ahead with people actively cutting this thing to pieces. Yeah. Um, Celia Ravenbrow um, will take a piece that you don't, that you don't particularly desire like a big chunk of flipper or, say, a tooth or something like yeah. that, so she can take it back to wrestling and say, it was this back! Yeah. Like, no, no, for real, it's just not it's not just yeah. one of those stories. Um, so on and so forth, and with the rest that people... Possibly the very end of the tale? Yeah, yeah, actually the very tip of the tale. Yeah. It's just like, like this, this gigantic triangle that's yeah. the size of a horse. Yeah. That they put in a wagon and take back again. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Wrestling will be delighted. Yeah, she, she sent Celia. <laughs> it's fair. She, she generated goodwill. Celia choked her. You know, getting uh, her coming back with weird souvenirs and weird stories is just part of the deal. It's true. I live away trolled. And, and slightly trolley. So at this point, this is cutting it all to pieces. You tow it to several different bits of Lake Hooktang and into the swamps and that, so you're not putting any rotting corpse somewhere too close to the city or all in one place. Yeah, because we've got a lot of fisheries in the neighbouring swamps and the lake, yeah. so we, we can't afford to poison the water that the... Yeah. Like, in small enough... In, in just large bits, it's something fish can eat. 
in huge, massive bits, it's something that's going to pollute the water yeah. and screw up the in, fisheries. In large bits, it's great, because you just, like, chuck it in and cool yeah. the fish will eat that for the next several days, yeah. everyone's happy. And when um, you put the whole corpse in one place, then it's kind of, well, now it's going to rot and poison the water and kill the fish. And I would imagine that, because um, you can eat giant sea monster, right? Yeah. It's not wonderful. Yeah, I would imagine that some people take some bits, you know, like hook tongue steaks, yeah. more for the novelty value. Yeah, people, but but that, that that you know that doesn't really make any significant dent in the body. People have a novelty feast of hook tongue steaks. It is really nasty meat. Yeah, like it is just as tough as gristle. Yeah. Um. Several people want to take sort of chunks of skin and scales and things yeah. like that, and Lillian being Lillian, I imagine, largely says go to. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the free labour we can get. A lot of people give up. They're like, yeah. I've spent three hours and I've hacked off this tiny finger-length piece of skin and I yeah. just, fuck it, I yeah. give up. Um, but at that point, you're hacking it all up, putting it in all different places, and... Um, decontaminating the city effectively. Yeah. It's got monster blood everywhere and chunks of flesh and all this kind of thing. Well, also, like, A, we chopped him into pieces right in the middle of the city. Yeah. And B, it must have taken, like, a week to do so. Yeah. So while we don't have a giant rotting monster corpse sitting in our city, you know, indefinitely slowly decaying and attracting predators, <laughs> um, what we do have is, like, we have a week's worth of giant monster corpse sitting in our city yeah. slowly decaying. So, yeah. you know, the city smells and it looks honestly it looks like we butchered a giant sea yeah. monster in the middle of the city sluicing. there's blood and goop and guck everywhere sluicing the area and, is and a that's, job and that's only the butchering area whereas like all the city walls are not only knocked down but have also been like rolled on by a giant sea monster like multiple times yeah sluicing the sluicing the area down and yeah. watering a million flowers to fill it to yeah. cover up the smell is also a part of what you're paying for you know? yeah cool and with that yeah and I imagine it's you know it's a good couple of months before Fort Drelov is in anything other than fairly scungy yeah but you know what's different but what the people appreciate is that the giant sea monster is not still there steadily making the problem worse yeah. instead of which Cleaning gradually restores bits of the city and yeah, the walls yeah, well, start being rebuilt. Well, so. I imagine with this many days of rampaging, you've got several dozen casualties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's with the army heroically fighting it off instead of just letting it crunch your city yeah, for yeah. several days until reinforcements show up. Yeah. Because you've effectively got, if you lose your armies, it starts beating up yeah, the city. Yeah, so I think... And I go, cool, 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 roll, 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 well. By the time your armies get there, your 60 build points worth of damage done. So I think the the general understanding is both the battle armies were pretty heroic. The yeah. Fort, Fort Drelev boys might have broken, but they they stood their ground alone for like seven days. Absolutely. Yeah, hmm? So the fact that they broke on day nine is not necessarily something people are going to hold against them. Cool beans. Although the centaurs are definitely going on record that they stuck it out when the cowardly humans fled in a <laughs> Cowardly humans complained that they'd be doing it for six days when the centaurs showed up. The centaurs did half the work they did. Yeah, yeah, but um, the centaurs are sticking with their version. <laughs> so Fort Drelev is saved. Lillian is not thrown to a monster to generate a reroll. Yep. Even after all those twos and crooks. Yep. None of my armies died, despite it really, uh, despite it really looking like that was the thing that was going to happen. She's under here somewhere. Give me a second. Oh, doesn't matter as long as you don't keep her chip. 
Yeah, no, I won't. I'll track it down in a moment. No worries. It's not important. Yeah. Cool. So, Fort Dreadlift is saved. Yes. As, as ever, it's taken us longer than we expected. Yeah. Um, do you want to leave it here as opposed to going and seeing what Elders and Cressel are doing? Yeah, I think let's do it the same way we did the last time. Let's cut to the dramatic scene and establish what's happening, but not actually... Um, or rather, um, what did we do? The last time it was just kind of the, the four of them are going out onto the ice in search of this thing. So yep. what are, how are Elders and Crystal travelling back when stuff happens? Are they, um, are they going by river? I've got it. Okay, so... What we see is the... Um, River that is coming up through Mivoy, um, that comes up into Lakeview. Yep. Um, is where they are coming. Yeah. And what we'll actually see is what we saw was the camera pans in briefly as it's been cutting back as the hook tongue fight goes on, cutting to this Mivonese army, Mivoyan army coming up that route. And we see, we see the army just kind of miscellaneously marching up mm-hmm. the road without showing Celia on screen mm-hmm. yet. And then we cut back to one of those little clips, and the army is marching, and this time we pan away from them, over to the water, where we see what is a um, a little sort of schooner-style ship, the thing that's usually crewed by, you know, anywhere between two and six people kind of thing, is sailing gently up the river. Um, it has a flag flying on it that is, of course, the red rose with the great thorns coming off it. Roses fall, thorns oh, remain, sewed into it. It is literally the flag of House Thorn. Awesome. Which is not common, terribly commonly used, but I imagine yeah. flies and castle stag thorn in places. Oh, definitely. Um, and we see a man looking through the spyglass at the army, and he shrugs, puts it down. Hmm. Wonder where they're going in such a hurry. Um, and we see Lord Elder's Thorn. Well, I have a picture of, if you desire. Yes. Yay! <laughs> older, older man in his wearing his sort of um, very early late forties, early fifties, very well. Um, looks extremely fit. The rest of it standing there in what looks like quite nice seafarer style garb. And then a woman comes up behind him. Crystal now actually looks different because it's been several months since we saw her. She used to look um, very mannish, like she kept her hair mm. trimmed down to a very crew cut. And as I think about this, basically endeavoured to make herself look as as largely unattractive as possible. Yeah, um, that has that has definitely faded at this point. She is also wearing seafaring garb mm. at this point—a long coat, tight tight breeches, boots, that sort of thing. Um, but her hair, she has grown out, is growing down to about here now. Um, and I have a picture here of Crystal as a seafarer. Ah, let's see this picture. Ignore the fact that it's an elf. She looks amazing. Yeah. Wow, Elvis is one lucky guy. Um, and she sits behind him. Huh. Don't think that's one. Of, don't think that's one of ours. I wonder if Kalen's put his foot in something diplomatically. Oh, this shrugs. There's nothing much we can do about it from here, anyway. We'd best make port at Lakeview. 
and the ship continues up the river. Um, and at that point, I will probably cut away there rather than tell you what's going on at Lakeview because um, they've actually got a string of checks to make and things. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. That, that, that's fine. So that's because the, the last time it was just literally they were coming to the, the guys were coming to the councillors were coming towards Thornwatch prepared for trouble. Oh, I know what I'm going to cut to. Yeah. Um, the boat sails up river, and the camera zooms up river towards Lakeview, where we see the little gnome with the long white hair standing outside his tower, looking kind of anxiously around. Um, one of the townsfolk runs up to him, and says, There's still no word. Ah, says Umbleweed. Well, uh, I can't understand what the council is doing, but I suppose for the moment... It looks like, for the moment it looks like help from help from Elk's Rest is delayed. Lakeview is going to have to do this one on his own on our own. Well, we're doomed. Time to pack. <laughs> <laughs> but but can't you do something? You're a powerful wizard. Uh, I'm a researcher. <laughs> what you need is a hero. <laughs> And I'm afraid those tend to be in short supply. Cut to Chris all thump, throwing your hand axe through a target on deck. <laughs> then we cut out there. Yes, dun, dun, dun. Dun.